0: RadioInfluence.com
1: Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Friday edition of the Dark to Light podcast with
2: Chilly Willie Val and (laughs) Chilly Willie
1: It's cold here, too, Frank.
2: Not like this. What do you got? It is so beautifully cold. Like it, 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 it's one of those. It's one of those mornings where I don't know. It, it doesn't feel like it's. It doesn't feel like it's forty, but it's so nice and sunny, and all of the leaves of the uh, the sugar maple tree and the sugar maple trees in the back, they are a brilliant bright red now. And there's no wind, so it's just cold, but it's not windy. So you can just you can just make these big plumes of of. Uh, you know, condensation with your with your breath and it's totally bearable to be out there just a long sleeve shirt and be okay. What's your temperature? I I, I hey Siri, what's the temperature outside? Thirty one.
1: Okay, we have. We have come on. They don't know. They're thinking about it. When I left the house this morning it was thirty four here.
0: Thirty
2: four. Hey, hey Siri, what's the temperature in Myrtle Beach?
0: Beach, South Carolina. It's forty-five
1: degrees. Forty-five. I got got forty-four on my phone right here. Forty-four. Okay. But it was thirty-four. One. It was thirty-four here when I left for work, and I don't want to take off my flip-flops, so it's annoying. Flip-flops. Yeah.
2: That's for the what? Why? That doesn't keep your feet warm.
1: No, it doesn't. But I I have a couple of my pairs of step-on socks in the wash right now because those are the only socks I wear anymore because they're so freaking comfortable, mm, <laughs>
0: so okay. they really
1: are. And they say cool things on the bottom. And I like, like, cause I never have shoes on. So whenever I'm like at my mom's or my sister's, I stick my feet up on, anyway. So um, let's get into the show. This, yes. this, we have a, a bunch. I want to start with this because it just blew my mind this morning. I have a, I think this is Jonathan Turley's substack. This story is insane. This woman, Robin Keller, who was a partner at this law firm, Hogan Lavell's, she was fired from this firm after 44 years. Okay, so that's, that's weird as it is because partners are typically pretty comfortable where they're at. She was fired because she was on a call where it was supposed to be a, quote, safe space for women. So it was a, a woman-only call. And she argued, she says this, I was invited to participate in what was billed as a safe space for women at the firm to discuss the Dobbs decision. It might've been a safe space for some, but it wasn't a safe space for me. She said that she disagreed with the decision or agreed with the decision. She shared her concern about higher rates of abortion in the black community. And a participant complained that she she could not breathe and others called her a racist. So this law partner who says that she thinks that the rates of abortion in the black community, which is in another article, are the equivalent of a genocide, called her a racist for saying that. They were called, she was called a racist. Somebody had a panic attack and she was asked to leave this call. Then they fired her for it. None of that makes any sense
2: uh well i mean i i I guess they they just probably thought that all the women at the firm would have would have saw universal nobility in abortion and didn't expect her to to be i don't know
1: lawyers at the firm demanded her filing and said they were traumatized by having to hear someone defend the decision on a call to allow people to discuss the, the decision These are lawyers who were traumatized because a colleague expressed a dissenting view of abortion, a view held by millions of other Americans, as well as many judges and justices. It's a view that has been expressed widely in the media, including by African-American and female commentators. This is what the firm said. Firm leaders promptly reached out to us to express their regret about the pain and upset that this has caused our community. We appreciate that this was brought to our attention and we're treating this matter seriously. While we encourage members of our community to engage in frank, candid discussion, we expect all discussion in our place of work or in settings sponsored by the firm to uphold our values of inclusivity, respect for diverse members of our community and non-discrimination. They're discriminating against her in that statement.
2: She, she's the minority. This They're is, discriminating against the minority. I mean, how does one person's opinion change the obvious dominant political culture of the firm? The, listen, the, this is lawyers. These are lawyers. This is teachers. This is just, it's, it's all a mask. Th-
1: this, this lawyer, who I would now hire at any point if I needed one, is now fired and wrote an opinion in the Wall Street Journal. Th- this is... Terrible. Uh, By the way, thank you, Free Dubs. Merry Christmas to you, too. (laughs)
2: Hey, Free Dubs.
1: Um, Okay, this next story that I have today is another one that blows my mind. This story is terrible. The headline is, Boy 10 shot his mom dead at close range for refusing to get him a $500 VR headset and then used her Amazon account to buy one. Okay. 10-year-old boy asks his mom... Can I please have, or not please, can I have a a VR headset? Mom says no. Next day, shoots her in the face and buys it with her Amazon account. Puts her in the closet. Dead. Dead. That's not what has, believe it or not, that's not what has me. The article goes on and on and on and on. And finally, down, really far down in this article, we get this. When he was four... Well, the boy's family said he has concerning mental health issues and has exhibited disturbing behavior in the past.
0: When he was four, maybe.
1: maybe, right? I mean, when he was four, the boy allegedly swung around the family's puppy by its tail. Then six months ago, the family told police, the boy filled the balloon with a flammable liquid and set it on fire, causing an explosion that burned furniture and the carpet. When asked why he did it, here we go. The boy said sit." the two sisters told him to do it. The boy told his family he hears five imaginary people talking to him, who he said are two sisters, an old woman, and two mean men. That's like the plot of every freaking horror movie.
0: This ever-
2: is Damien. Yeah. It's Damien from The Omen. You have to, you you immediately have to get this kid into a padded room. And I understand if it, uh, listen if uh, if this was manifesting in Aurora, it would break my heart but the fear and the seriousness of the situation, especially once they become older and more physically capable of, of doing worse and worse things. Animal cruelty in itself is a horrible sign. It's something that every well-known uh, serial killer has exhibited earlier on in their life to just to, um, as a, that, a first stepping stone of picking apart na- uh, you know living things life just that i don't know no no you you have to but then again we are we are averse to institutionalization now we are just on the opposite side of that
1: what happened in the city didn't didn't the new mayor eric adams just rule that or order that people in the subways that are mentally unstable should be committed i i I didn't read about it they're
2: they're yeah they're supposedly doing more of that. that we can't let people especially those who are um who are engaging people around them violently or any any other unpredictable you know uh, manner going to start putting them into mental health facilities which they, they better start building more mental health facilities they better start building them because because the cities are factories now
1: yeah and it's they got even- do, like look there's there's an argument to be made for the fact that those places became a place where institutionalized abuse took place for a lot of people you know, medicating people against their will, um, you know, reg- all kinds of different experiments, uh, electric shock therapy, all kinds of stuff. Um, and I don't know the, the the particulars of it, so I can't say I'm an advocate against or f- for. But this particular story here reminds me of something paranormal, Frank. I- I'm not a big, <laughs> we don't talk about it a lot, but it sounds to me like this kid was seeing something that wasn't there well,
2: that's very young for schizophrenia to be to be uh expressed that's in a child
1: that's what i'm saying i
2: i because uh, isn't schizophrenia that's one of those
1: should we look oh, it not up
2: to, yeah not to say that it is impossible but um
1: what is typical age for schizophrenia? The age of onset tends to be in the late teens to early 20s for men and the late 20s to early 30s for women. It is uncommon for schizophrenia to be diagnosed in a person younger than 12 or older than 40. You know, they usually don't diagnose any mental illness in people under the age of 18.
2: It could be demonic possession. Uh, Yeah, I I mean, it could be. But when you start talking about this kind of civil situation where you have you know five voices living inside your head with all their own personalities that's just te- you said the kid's 10 10 yeah that that's really young but uh but i mean strange stranger things have happened and it could just be something else it's not like it's not like this isn't real and it's not like it isn't serious yeah i mean you 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 shoot your mother dead
1: in because the face she didn't
2: get you vr
1: in the face you-
2: I know, and then the first thing you do is you go on to Amazon and you order it in her name, as if the the it's going to show up the next day. You're going to be able to play it. You're going to be able it's to weird. enjoy yourself, and she's just going to be rotting in the house.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's really
2: horrible. Like, think about that. It's it's messed up.
1: Yeah, it sure is. Um, okay, we'll move on from there, I suppose. Terrible story. Let's go to the. Okay, I'll give you guys a, uh, I'll give you a, a choice, Frank. Do you want to see the difference in how Western media is covering China now versus the China protesters now versus before? Or do you want to first talk about the absolute train wreck of an interview that was Kanye West yesterday? <laughs> what would you
2: like to do? We, uh, it, it doesn't matter to me. I, I've got pages worth of notes for the Kanye thing.
1: Yeah, I've good. I, I mean, I didn't watch it. I've only seen little clips.
2: Oh, I, You, you, you got, you got to watch it. Really? (laughs) Is it that,
1: is it that good? Like, is it that?
2: It is the most bizarre broadcast experience of the last 25 years.
1: Didn't, I heard somebody saying that 75 million people watched this already.
2: I wouldn't be surprised and 75 million more will watch it over the next couple of, I would say 175 million more will watch it over the next year because this needs to be parsed up and discussed piece by piece and debated for years because it's not, I mean, the presentation is crazy, but there's tons of really uh, good conversations to be had.
1: You know, that's where I was kind of gonna go with this. Let's do the, uh, the Western media thing next okay um well let's i i do i i don't agree with anything he said but but the the part the point the fact of the matter is you know andrew torba sent out an email last night
2: said pray for yay
1: ye. yeah where he discussed why he thinks anyway he's saying what he's saying about hitler which we'll listen to in a second it kanye is a very i'm gonna call him that because i'm not saying ye or yay. He's a very interesting person. I don't know what's going on in his brain. Um, I don't think many people can understand what's going on in his brain, but I, I, I don't necessarily fault him for having the thoughts he's having and saying them out loud because you can take one or two tacks. You can disagree with him and say, this is terrible. I can't believe this man is saying this. What kind of a lunatic would? I want nothing further to do with him because now I know this is how he really feels. Or you can say, don't ever let him speak in public again, ban him from everywhere. We don't want, you know, he, he should be arrested and tried for hate speech. And we never, like if, if if Alex Jones didn't have him on, we never would have heard any of this to make any determination for ourselves at all. So the answer to Censorship, or the answer to "quote hate speech," however you decide to define it. Not that I'm saying that what he said was hate speech, but the answer to it is more speech, more speech, not less. Yeah. Do you want to? Yeah,
2: I I, listen. I, 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 (laughs) me, I've. What Kanye West did yesterday is nothing uh, compared to the stuff that I seek out and I want. I'm curious about, and I want to see people discussing. And I, I didn't have any problem. With uh, with anything, uh, it didn't keep me up at night. I, I there's a couple of moments I went, oh, it, you know but But other, but it doesn't it doesn't harm anything. Right, right. It's not a, a law hasn't been broken. Nothing.
1: I didn't um, see it, but it. What I did see did it like did it make it so that I was like, oh my gosh, I I can't. You know, I'm having a panic attack and I can't breathe. No, like.
2: Well, that's that depends on how unstable of a person you are. If you're, if, if you're an unstable person, then yeah, things like this will give you panic attacks. You won't be able to breathe.
1: Like, how could you say that? Oh my gosh, let me try and understand why you said that. Like, I don't necessarily support or appreciate you, but let me see what the hell it is that you're trying to get across here. Here's a clip.
2: I know you're trying to be shocking with that. I'm not trying to be shocking. I like Hitler. Oh. I do not, I, the, the Holocaust, is not what happened. Let's look at the facts of that. And Hitler has a lot of redeeming qualities. So tell us, you think Okay. And and Jones tries to give him an out too. Joe's Jones trying try to get tries to give him. I mean, he he took the approach that Tim Pool did not. He he at least approached this in a way where Kanye would be in the seat for longer than 20 minutes and he knew that it would be a ratings boon. So, so he, Jones handled it a lot better than any, to just to keep him in the seat. And he tries to give him outs, like, like okay, well, we guess, so you, you thought that their, their their uniforms were cool or the architecture, no, 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 I like it. But so Kanye goes to places where just, there is the, the PSYOP and then there is what, the actual subject matter for debate. The PSYOP, of course, right now is very damaging, and I think uh, it's it's something that you always have to realize that whereas I or you, Tracy, and people in this audience can go to sleep at night, not lose a wink, or if you can go to sleep at all, and and then wake up and, and go on with your day, uh, but PSYOPs like this are not designed for people like us. They will tie people like us up in conversation with the masses outside of us who it who they are designed for. That's really what it is. The lowest common denominator, the lowest common denominator sees Kanye West dressed like a suicide bomber praising Hitler. Yeah. And then there's no room for nuance.
1: They wouldn't. Yeah, I I know. I know. there's
2: There's no room for history.
1: Isn't he basically protesting Balenciaga with this this get up he's got on here?
2: I don't know if he's protesting it. Last night when he went on his uh Twitter rant before his suspension, um he he um he was even t- expressing love for Balenciaga, saying that there's a lot of good people that work there, grandparents work there. Um he's uh, and and you you know the, they're not all tied in with the the uh the photography and and all that stuff and and he pretty much what people who are trying to trying to put like Torba and everybody else are trying to call people back to is that he's embodying Christian values and trying to be Christ-like in loving Everyone. not only his friends but loving his enemies but what it's one thing to say I am not going to take the elementary school middle school high school programming to have my hair stand up on end and have all conversations shut down once the syllables Adolf Hitler are uttered that's that's a good thing because you know something. There is much to be said about the objectively good things that Adolf and the Nazis did do. Like for what? Completely. World War One flattened Germany for 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 undue reason. Do you know that they're still paying World War One reparations? You know there. You know, and and we didn't go into World War Two because we heard that Jews were being oppressed. I mean, there, there's a there's a lot going on here when you look at what economically industrial of uh, industrially of course with the help of american corporate entities you know and you can say oh wow yeah some people will say oh yeah he's being based or whatever but let me tell you something i've done a lot of reading i've done a lot of research had a lot of conversations with people who know better than i and i know how based some uh legendary and beloved american presidents and people like alan dulles thought hitler was We can we can very carefully have a discussion about the objective uh, the objectively good things that, you know, uh, fascist governments in Europe, like the Nazis or Mussolini, who FDR loved uh, wrote love letters about. How they brought Europe out of a flattened World War One, you know, era. So, you know, nothing said on that show. There's
1: there's no way that could have been done without the genocide of you know, hundreds of thousands of people and, you know, the, the, the totalitarianism, <laughs> there's they, no they, way they could have done that. Otherwise, I don't know. Genocide
2: is not what brought them out of, out of, I know that, uh, but,
1: but the mindset that they had, like, I can't, I, I'm not going to be able to do this. Like well, if you, they did then, good then, things. Then part of, <laughs> I'm just not, I'm not going to be able Oh, well, they did great things too. Mm.
2: There, there's objectivity and there's objectivity, uh, be to be seized here there's there's that's what he's that's what a lot of people want want to be able to return to a place where we don't shut down because the the name adolf hitler is involved
1: well we're having the discussion right now so clearly clearly yeah but
2: but you can't but it doesn't seem like you're very comfortable entertaining that there there is any other side to um to the, the realities out there in europe in the 30s um in the 1930s especially uh before and out and outside of any kind of racial or or, um, or religious persecution that was going on,
1: I'm not required to be comfortable for the conversation to be had.
2: Okay, but I, I'm saying it's there. There is that reality. So whereas I'm saying nothing about yesterday made me gasp because there's plenty to discuss. Um, it was a circus, and the circus makes the entire conversation unpalatable. You can't talk. I mean, General Patton knew by war's end that we had probably defeated the lesser of two enemies. Even he did. So, I mean, th- there's there. I don't know what to say. Um, it's a uh, it's a it's a bad thing because of the way that it was presented, it was an absolute circus. Well, and it's and it's part of a psyop that is not meant for you and I.
1: It doesn't appear to me that. And, and you know, we can connect this back to the whole um Trump meeting in, in some ways because it's very interesting to me that all of these things are happening just in tandem with each other so quickly right after. But the only person that made it a circus was Kanye himself. He can't get a yeah. sentence out without forgetting what he was saying or jumping to another thing. Here's another clip.
0: I don't think Hitler was a good guy. I get the uh, the Hugo Boss uniforms. Amazing. Uh, but I mean, just because you're in love with the design, you're a designer. Can we just kind of say, like, you like the, the you like the uniforms? But that's about no, it. No, we we
2: no. I, there, there's a lot of things that I love about Hitler. You see, you see, I You can't. I you can't you, that you can't get around how horrible that sounds. And there's nothing. There's no way to. There's no way to defend it. You can't, it's a, Alex Jones threw him so many lines. So like, are you, come on, come on. You can't really be, this can't be your angle here. You like the Hugo boss, but it's, there's, you know, no, 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 no. no. I love, I mean, I'm sorry. I don't know.
1: Even if you think that for some reason they did good things saying it like that. About someone so evil, I have no. I don't understand it. it. That doesn't mean that I can't listen to it, and it makes me, you know, explode at the seams. And I'm sure that, like, it, it, what it does to me is it piques my interest about him as a person and as how his mind works more than anything. It doesn't make me take what he's saying any more, like you know, seriously than I did yesterday. Um, right. But
2: that's the that's the sigh up.
1: But just whatever i mean
2: what I, it's I'm it's sorry. it's a car it's a caricature it's a cartoon that's why i ultimately was not good at at, at all i mean and, and that's not to say that uh, i am not uh, i also don't uh, i don't sit around thinking oh how how wonderful the world would have been if the nazis had won or something like that i'm just as a uh, you, you look back at history and what we were taught it's not all especially the history of the world wars is not black and white the the way that we are taught what happened between uh, the states here in the United States in the 1860s and the war, that's not even black and white. It wasn't about slavery, you know. So, but we're taught that, and and it's it, it, you wonder why why we can't add a little bit more color to the situation and understand it. It doesn't mean that the 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 villains aren't still the villains in the end. But um, at least we can dispel some of this uh, this emotional handicap that has built up over years. So, and are you saying you
1: have... that this story is kind of like the very fine people hoax in Charlottesville?
2: Oh, absolutely. Well, th- th- this is worse than Charlottesville because now Tracy, now the, the people as the crazies like Keith Olbermann actually have a direct pro-Nazi line. To connect to Donald Trump that they never had, that they had to imagine all this time.
1: What's interesting so this- about that, though, is that most of the media, Frank, came out and said like they took the Donald Trump was tricked line rather than the Donald Trump surrounds himself with with Nazis line. Most of the media reported on Mar-a-Lago saying he was set up. They didn't say that he was there voluntarily having a meeting with Nazis. They said he was set up almost every story I read was Donald Trump's an idiot who got set up by this little crew of, of, of Nazi loving far right extremists.
0: Well, so
2: th- I saw NBC, I saw NBC report on it from the, the angle that they, they, they quoted Milo. Yeah. It's saying that we were, we went in there to pretty much cause hell for Donald Trump and, um, and I knew that it would be hard for people to to, you know, lay, I, I, if you think about this logically, how could you possibly say that this is uh, this is Donald Trump's anything that he can claim responsibility for when they're uh, they're unannounced guests. They go on in there a couple of days before Thanksgiving. And Kanye is technically, which is another joke, uh, representing himself as a 2024 candidate, an opponent of Donald Trump with his two with the two campaign staffers supposedly. So they're an opponent. They're an opponent. They're opponents to Trump politically at that point. So but people have taken different I've seen the little bit more neutral to wow, he got punked kind of reporting from places like NBC. But then again, you have Mitch McConnell and the Paul Ryans who have been trying to find ways to make Donald Trump persona non grata since the midterms come out afterwards and say anybody who sits with people who espouse these kinds of worldviews will never be president of the United States. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, so everybody, it's like, everybody's using it. I mean, they're and, sitting with
1: Democrats every day and I, I, I don't, um, I don't know. what did his thread say before Elon banned him
2: for 12 hours? Well, it wasn't a thread. It was just why it was the love Balenciaga, um, loving everybody. He's the, the big one that got him the 12 hour suspension, was he put out, and I think that it's it's actually a, a logo that has some kind of a tie-in to a UFO cult uh, or some kind of a UFO religion, but it was a perfect mesh of the Star of David with the swastika in the middle. So he put that out, and he also put out another picture of, I don't know, Elon Musk uh, looking very pasty on a boat and somebody hosing oh. him down and then just I, I he just for about then he's uh, video of him driving around in the car listening to new music that he might be producing or something and for about 20 minutes it was just a a dump and now he's I on instagram go ahead
1: worry about him honestly i'm worried about him
2: i've never seen anybody go this hard this hard and live yeah especially when it comes to Speaking truth to um, Zionism—that's uh, this—is a big protective shield. I mean, if you know anything, if you know anything about Illuminati and the the Adam Weishaupts of the of the world, and where where this all started, and what Zionism is—I mean, they, the the state of Israel wouldn't even be wouldn't even be uh, um, possible without the help of Adolf Hitler. That's another story. So there's a lot of weird things that nobody really knows, and we are all the victims of this because we're on we're at the bottom of the pyramid over here, and uh, we have all the fights. We have to have all the fights with ourselves, and we have all we've been assigned all the confusion and all of the uh, and the uh, the dry heaving. But Kanye West is he is on a wild ride, and I don't know how the hell it can it can continue. I don't know.
1: Today's show is brought to you by ExpressVPN. You know what's really not fair? The fact that Netflix hides thousands of shows and movies from you based on your location. And then they have the nerve to increase their prices on you. That's right, they just raise their prices once again. Now, you could just cancel your subscription and protest, or you could be smart about it and make sure you're getting your full money's worth by using ExpressVPN like I do. See, you may not know what's on Netflix in your country is completely different from what someone in the UK or Japan has on theirs. And using ExpressVPN, I can control which country I want Netflix to think I'm in. Express VPN has over 90 countries to choose from. So every time I run out of stuff to watch, I switch to another country, find new shows, and I'm off to TV land. And here's the best part. It's not just for Netflix. You can use Express VPN to unlock shows on other streaming services too. Express VPN is also super fast. It works on your phone, laptop, or even smart TV. So you can watch your shows on the big screen with, screen with zero buffering. So stop paying full price for streaming services and then only getting access to a fraction of their content. Get your money worth at expressvpn.com slash dark2light. Don't forget to use my link so you can get three extra months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash dark2light expressvpn.com dark2light. Let's move People into mean, stuff that I'm more comfortable with, Frank. <laughs> I'm
2: sorry, I'm sorry. Hey, it's, this is the reason why it happened.
1: Free speech absolutism, title of the show today, and we are demonstrating it, that's for sure. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it's I, the whole thing is just weird to me. This whole entire thing that's happening is weird to me. I don't...
2: Well, what do you think about his banning from... What do you think of his banning or anybody else's ban from Twitter for doing something like he did? I don't know how it, it incites obvi-
1: violence by posting a picture. Like, unless you were already prone to violence, I don't understand how that would incite you to be violent. That's what i thought.
2: Yeah, exactly. That's that's the whole point here. And people are saying that free speech absolutum is, a, is an oxymoron. And it is an impossibility for someone like Elon Musk to enforce if they run a social media uh, f- uh, site. But uh, it's really not. If somebody doesn't commit a crime, then we're, we're all going to have to just learn not to. You know, if, there, if there's certain parts of town you that you don't go to, disassociate. For one reason or another. That's
1: all. Like there's a block button, block disassociate. Like if no, if there's if ideas are so pitiful, nobody look like the movies they're trying to pump through Disney right now that aren't selling any tickets about you know all kinds of different things. That people just aren't interested in. The free market will dictate where popularity lies.
2: Yep. Just don't go to the bad part of town. I mean, yeah. the internet has always had. You know what? The internet has been in every household for by the mo- for the most part for uh, I don't know 25, 30 years now, and there has always been pro Nazi pro everything websites. And I think uh, the fact that everybody's been able to safely navigate away from them and not have an interest to seek it out so far has been pretty telling. So the fact that we're going to make this microcosm of Twitter anything different is um, is ridiculous because, of course, whatever happens on one site is going to be extrapolated out to other sites. I don't know.
1: Um, This stuff is, is okay, though, I, the way that they do this stuff. We're going to watch some video, Frank. Um, Paula, what we are oh witnessing God. right now, it's... A- this video is the media covering the Chinese protests against the COVID restrictions. From when they first started, we're only going to play about a minute or so of it. And then I'm going to jump to the middle where the narrative shift happens, Frank. Here we go
0: an extraordinary, historic moment in China. The extent of this, uh, the bravery of, of some of those people going out without masks. Daring display of defiance. What a really smart move. Yeah, it is. Even just seeing people rise up like that, I, like I, risking going to prison. To simply had enough. It obviously requires quite a lot of bravery and courage, doesn't it, for these protesters to come out onto the streets at all and face arrest. Working class people, you have your shop to attend to, you have your small restaurant to run, you have your work factory to go to if
1: you
2: every once in a while you're told sorry you cannot do any of that i was watching this vision last night and i genuinely feel um, because it's uh, i mean people aren't allowed to protest in a normal way um people holding up sheets of white paper they don't have a voice the entire country a great number of cities facing uh restrictions as a result of this facing snap lockdowns quarantines and people are tired of it
1: okay so you got the gist It would have helped if I had the clip playing on the screen when I was actually doing that.
2: Well, the audio worked just as well.
1: And here we go to the narrative switch. Hold on here.
2: So that's the before.
1: That's the before.
2: And now what, what demarcates the after?
1: I'm not exactly sure when it happened. It doesn't. Here, let's see. Here we go
2: on to the full extent that it's happening.
1: Here we go.
0: The critical element directing, planning, uh, egging on the protesters comes from far-right extremist groups. There's widespread disgust today directed at the protesters. Man-baby Nazis, you know, just people who just want to cause trouble, these man-babies, they want to complain about the vaccination. And it was just, it was quite frightening. It was quite an overwhelming feeling and I wasn't prepared for it, but I noticed that they
1: had turned, it had really turned from people that were upset to now angry
2: small fringe minority of people who are on their way to ottawa or you know what uh, i think that they're holding unacceptable correctly views wing extremists
1: this is portrayed incorrectly the first part is the china coverage the second part is how they covered all the other protests that had happened Not their switch in covering the China protests.
2: Yeah, because I just heard, you know, Trudeau. And I said, okay, I I think I see what's going on here.
1: Yeah, it was how they covered us protesting in the West versus what the people of China are doing. Live correction on air as we watch this clip. That's much more understandable. Okay. Remember, Trudeau just came out and said... He commends the people of China for what they're doing over there and protesting their freedom, when he had trampled the people protesting in the truckers' convoy, fined them, jailed them, took their money, stopped their fundraising, uh, you know, ability. He 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 was a dictator like the CCP in in Canada when this happened.
2: Right. So. Right, and, and well, the, the, and the double standard has only has only been uh, more and more pronounced as time goes on with him.
1: I have one more clip. Ugh. Here, here's here's Dylan Mulvaney. Currently cold out. It's my first winter season as a woman, and it's also the first winter that I have boobies. So you bet your bottom dollar, I'm going to do everything in my power to take care of them. So I'm using the EOS Shea Better 24 hour moisture body lotion on my new gal pals and my whole body. You know, taking estrogen has made my skin a lot more sensitive. So the seven nourishing oils and butters keep it feeling nice and moisturized without feeling greasy. Who is this? This is Dylan Mulvaney, the trans activist that got brought to the White House to sit with Biden,
2: who mocks womanhood. Wasn't a comedian, it's not a comedian.
1: Oh no, it's not a comedian, this is real. This is very, very real, and it's a commercial for Eos. Gal pals.
2: Now that's what what they are, huh?
1: Gal pals.
2: That must be great to be a woman, walk around with two friends with you. All all the the time. Always have two friends with you, all the time.
1: Yeah, it is actually. It is actually great. Unbelievable. Um, Trump, back to Trump. So you know how in his Mar-a-Lago search, he has now been um, working with a special master that the judge in Florida appointed to look over and see what they took versus what they were allowed to take versus, you know, whatever. And so it's been kind of this argument back and forth. The government had to provide a property list to President Trump of what they took. They've amended it four times, just expanding, ever expanding the things that they took. They didn't catalog things properly. It was a big mess. They've been going through this document review, but all the while this case has been in front of the 11th Circuit waiting on a ruling to stop all of the special master stuff because- The the government claims that the judge in Florida has no jurisdiction to be making decisions like that. And obviously Trump is claiming they came in here, took all kinds of things they weren't entitled to. We need to be able to make sure that none of those things that they shouldn't have taken are being used in a manner that's inappropriate. Well, the 11th Circuit said that the lower court didn't have any jurisdiction to make that initial decision. And so the whole thing is kiboshed now, even though they're almost done with the review. And now he's going to likely either appeal to the full bank of judges, nine of them in the Eleventh Circuit, or he's going to go to the Supreme Court. the The three judge panel basically said, the you know we can't get in the way of a criminal investigation before there's even an indictment or anything. And Trump's saying they we do, we can't even tell why they got the search warrant in the first place because the search warrant affidavit is under seal and this is a politically motivated case and this is a former president. Do you really wanna set the precedent that it's okay to randomly, seemingly, go in and sweep an, a former president's home and take everything and anything that, they, that you want just because? And the judges said, hmm. not our place. Hmm. So let's see what happens now. Yeah, let's see. I was excited about this because, like, again, a judge was doing the right thing in Florida, right? So it was exciting. I don't know what's going to happen now. There was another uh, filing just the other day where they filed um, a motion. the, The media filed a renewed motion. So did the Trump team looking for the entire search warrant affidavit to be unsealed, not just what they have given so far. And as we know, that special counsel has taken over this investigation. They're tasked with this and then January 6th stuff. So another special counsel that'll just go on for years. And this one will actually indict and convict people because it's run by the authoritarian left. Whereas Durham was run by a puppet pretending to be somebody looking for truth and justice and indicted four people he knew wouldn't be convicted on stupid charges just to throw a bone to conservative people to think that there was some form of justice coming.
2: There's too many bones being thrown around these days. No meat, never. At least not for us, We're, we're starving over here.
1: We're not starving too much. Missouri v. Biden is filling us up quite a bit. It is something else. That is one, I'm, I know I keep talking about it, but there's something new every single day because of how fast the case is moving. It is freaking phenomenal, like phenomenal. Um, did you hear, Frank, that Gavin Newsom is his, has a reparations committee that is recommending handing out $223,200 per person to all descendants of slaves in California?
2: I was talking, I know I'm not, I'm not surprised at all. I've heard it, you know, um, Oregon doing similar things. It's going hand in hand with also all of these numerous uh, universal basic income pilot programs all over the place. I think San Francisco just rolled out a pilot program for a universal basic income Um, scheme that would give anybody who um, I guess maybe first come first serve because it could be literally anyone for transgender people anywhere from a couple of hundred to like twelve hundred dollars a month for transgender something or other it's it's all across the country and I was reading this article that what that covered the the latest appearance that Mike Rowe had made with Tucker Carlson, and he was talking, Micro was about the about this uh, this new phenomenon that we have not seen ever in peacetime. And that is a work ethic collapse. It's not so much that there is a a um, there's a collapse in our uh, our employment numbers, but that people are just not working. Now, I had Robin McCutcheon on with me the other night and she contributed scarily enough because I wasn't even considering it a lot of that to the fact that there is so much there's probably so much excess mortality from, uh, you know, certain experiments that are going on right now, whether it be outright death or people that are just maimed and and, and disabled, that you're talking about hundreds of thousands, if not millions right there who may not be able to take a lot of jobs that they used to because they're just whatever hurt. Um, and then there's the other thing there, too, where We've just gone through three years of conditioning to do less. Yeah. I know most people, many people just hated it and they wanted to get back to normal. But there's a lot of people who took very kindly to the couch and took very kindly to the checks. And unemployment, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, you, you the things like this, what you're talking about, reparations, universal basic income, all that stuff. Uh, these are things that, of course, in the last year and a half, had been rolled out in big, big ways because there's plenty of people who don't want to go back to the time where they had to work for what they had. Uh, so it's, it's a cultural shift. The behavioral modification that was accelerated through COVID continues, and I, I can't disconnect any of those points.
1: It's, it's, it's even manifest itself in the people that kept their jobs but insisted on working from home constantly like the Twitter people that didn't want to get off their butts and go into the office. And there's something to be said for working from, I mean, you work from home for most of the day, right? Do you have a separate space that you work from in your house? Or do you work from the kitchen table, the bedroom, the living room?
2: Unfortunately right now, kitchen table, I'm hoping that is going to change sometime in the next four or five months, but yeah, kitchen table. So my back is destroyed.
1: Yeah. Well, I feel you on that. Trust me. I, if you're watching, I've gotten up three times or so from this damn chair, but what I found is I had to get myself out of my house and into somewhere else to separate the two because it became a never ending 24 seven workday for me. Never stopped, never, not for a minute. And I was burnt the hell out now. It's a little bit better now, but I still, you know, I'm working from my, my, my bedroom. Not necessarily the right thing to do. I'm sitting on the bed with my tablet, working from my bed where I sleep at nighttime. I get up in the morning, I pick up my phone and start working from my bed. You know, And there needs to be some delineation. So people who are working from home, the time really blends together. You don't know when you're working and when you're not. You don't know how many hours you've put in because you can't tell the difference really. So you need somewhere separate you can go to focus on that. And then move back into your home life. That's what I learned from a very, very wise individual.
2: Yeah, I and, and what you're describing there is, is is the opposite of a work ethic collapse or somebody looking for a handout. It's it's actually good tips for life for someone who has work ethic to be able to better organize themselves to maintain balance. Yep. Because I, I'll tell you, there was um there was a moment, there was a week in April, late April. No, 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 there was a a week around my birthday, uh, April that uh, April second, and then the following week afterwards in 2020, where we had already been in lockdown because of you know that was in late March, and there was a week where I didn't leave the house at all because my computer at the studio had I remember broken down. Yes, it. So I
1: you wasn't go crazy leaving the
2: house. There was, no, there was no there's no nothing was keeping me home at uh during during that. I went to the studio every night to do that show. I needed to be in different places because it was already too much, but for that week I was writing the show in my office because I still had an office then, and then I was doing the show in my office later on. I remember there was some day I never there was, for the whole week I didn't leave the street that when I I went onto the back porch uh one day and I stepped into the backyard and I felt like I was walking on the surface of the moon. It was just like, What is what? This? I, I was, I, yeah, you lose track of days and it, it's, it's messed up. This is why they take you out of um, they take you out of routines and they, and, and they, they pull you out of anything that gives you some kind of um, grasp on day-to-day life and time and all that stuff. When they want to torture you completely take you out of everything. So it's a form of torture that we impose on ourselves sometimes.
1: Yeah, it's 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 been a really interesting couple of years and seeing how some people have handled it versus others. You know what I'm? I, I it's just um crazy. You know they've let uh a whole bunch of people um go from Twitter, right? Including Chris Saliza. Did you see that?
2: No. Oh Chris yeah, Saliza. Yeah. You mean CNN then?
1: Uh yeah, I'm sorry. What did I say? Twitter. Oh yeah, CNN. Sorry.
2: Like, Why they take? Why they deactivate Chris Saliz's account?
1: <laughs> you you know that they. I, that he I
2: wish it. they would have, but whatever.
1: I'm still waiting. Listen, Elon. I'm not talking about Nazis and posting swastikas. Okay. Right. I'm putting information out that is actually like real, legitimate information because I'm I'm a journalist and that's what I do. And you won't let me back on your godforsaken platform. What is this? Well, it's been a week be- now.
2: To be fair, I have not seen anybody.
1: That's what I'm saying, come on. So,
2: like, so why just did... don't take... whatever you do, don't take it personally. You've no, already no. gone this long.
1: I don't take it personally. I'm just saying, you said amnesty. If that's the, the case, it's not hard. How many people were, were banned on this day? Reverse it. That's amnesty. It was all January 8th. Like millions of people were banned on January 8th. And no, I'm not more important than the next guy, but everybody, was told by this man in his little public opinion poll that had a g- greater margin of victory than the Trump one did, that there was gonna be Twitter amnesty for all these people and nobody's back. And it's been a week. I'm not happy. Yeah, I'm Not well, happy.
2: Just maybe, maybe it's like, he's gonna like, it. it's gonna be like, Merry Christmas. he's hmm. um, gonna, who knows.
1: So somebody say a bunch of people are saying that my description of working from the bed in the bedroom is probably going to be taken incorrectly. Um,
2: Who said that? Oh, sub vet. What's going on, Brian?
1: <laughs> Careful, beans. Your workplace description could be taken out of context. Well, I
2: work in bed. The other thing I is, I wake up. I keep working. I go to bed. I work. I'm working, working. On I don't my consider
1: anything else that I do in bed work. So. There's that. Like,
2: <laughs> like sleeping and dreaming.
1: And all the other things that happen when you're in a very happy, committed relationship. Just sex. Yes.
2: It. I love going to bed and dreaming about having sex. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Where's my little devil horns? I'm not saying words. My
2: that's my favorite time of night. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
1: Lauren. Lauren, it's okay. All Lauren's right. out
2: with the baby right now.
1: Lucky, lucky Lauren. She's not here. That's why you said it. She can't hear you from upstairs. She can't
2: hear. She can't hear me through the paper thin, the paper <laughs> thin ceiling right now.
1: Oh my gosh. Um. So the real quick before we end today, well, we got seven minutes. The 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 Andy Biggs Kevin McCarthy Freedom Caucus versus establishment neocon rhino fight for speaker of the house continues okay now i do want to mention um there are two states right now that i know of a little separate than this that have defunded from removed their funds from blackrock florida and south carolina florida removed billions of dollars from blackrock just recently that the treasurer did and South Carolina was hundreds of millions of dollars from BlackRock because they're doing this like economic stability, um, like all things woke housing push that is discriminatory. It's it's like really bad. It's called ESG. It's even worse than that. I think that there should be an article written on it. So we probably will write an article on it. But I just wanted to let you know that BlackRock is being defunded by patriot states that don't have a bunch of rhino establishment, not nonsense losers and... In- office even though yeah. south carolina does south carolina has an i think it's an 83 percent or 73 percent conservative majority in the house in south carolina so there were only 36 democrats in our state house and yet the
2: best you can produce every six years is lindsey graham
1: that's exactly right because we have the most democrat conservative majority in the entire country we vote more liberal with our 83 percent conservative house than any other state in the country it's gross wake up people anyway
2: hey you're you're not the only ones you're not the only ones look what utah does with their votes so it's just like you talk talk about states in which you can do literally anything and that's what you you settle for i mean that is a, a settle that's settling
1: Lot of people are okay with that. Let's listen to um I don't know how long this is. It's only a minute. Let's listen to Andy Biggs talk about McCarthy real quick. So let me ask you. It given that McCarthy doesn't have the votes, he should be doing some serious deal making, right? Now, this is how this usually goes. But is he trying to listen to members to understand why they might not actually support him for leadership? And do you have confidence that any deal he makes will be upheld?
0: Well, so you get into the to what I call the crux, the actual foundation for everything else. I mean, I mean, there, there, we could talk policy issues and lack of strategy, lack of vision, uh, lack of uh, of leadership to, to just take us and fight the fight, lack of uh, backbone. But the but the bottom line is something like. Uh, a modern philosopher Jordan Peterson says he says, and I'm paraphrasing here, but he says that look, if you if you don't have the trust of the people you're trying to lead, you're not a leader, and they're not following you. And so what you ask is, I think, is the most prescient of questions. He can make any deal in the world he wants, but it's you're all everybody's betting on the come at that point that you that he's going to come around and and keep his promise. And I think that there's a lot of people say, hmm, maybe not, maybe not. And so. So that is a huge, huge problem besides all the other areas I just mentioned.
1: Bottom line, nobody trusts McCarthy. He is a roommate with Frank Luntz. Emerald Robinson has a whole big sub stack on this. And, you know, there's been a whole bunch of stuff coming out. He, he's he's just, he, he's weak. He's the one who said, we're not going to even entertain any impeachment of of Biden, blah, blah, blah. He's one of those McConnell-esque, Graham-esque you know, let's write a letter and say something mean, and then you know, or we're, we're sort sort of mean, and then move on. Um, bad, 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 bad move to make him Speaker of the House. Just bad. Right. If he's not going to do anything that we want at all, nothing. And if if he does, I'll be pleasantly surprised.
2: No, I, I yeah, I was um, I, I I was making fun of him the other night because I that's when the 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 headline had had gone out there that he made an announcement that he's going to be doing something that hasn't been done in years. What? You heard what it was, right? No. Oh, he well, Kevin McCarthy was going to just show everybody that it's a new sheriff in town, and he was going to read the Constitution. Oh, yes,
1: on the floor. From
2: start to fin- On the floor of the House, it hasn't been done. That'll, that'll show them. Yeah. The, Kevin McCarthy has he has the job that that weirdo Gimp Republicans like they they would kill for. He gets to be the Speaker of the House with a Democrat Senate majority and a Democrat president hanging over him. Yeah, he He can be he he can be super patriot for the next two years and have no nothing like like Paul Ryan was 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 repealing Obamacare every other week. And uh, because he knew it would never get to Obama's Mm -hmm. desk. And even if it did, it would get vetoed. Yeah, he looks like a he looks like a conservative hero, a patriot, and then Trump comes in and he has a Senate and he has a, a president, and he's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, wait, we have to think this through." I
1: know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> we can't just do these things this rash way.
2: we right. need to reach across has,
1: the aisle.
2: Then he has the nerve of saying, "Well, uh, you know, Trump is a drag on the ticket. No, you and your friends are a drag on it." And I, and I, and you know what. There's plenty to be say about the um, the subversion that Milo Yiannopoulos has has uh, endorsed over the last however many weeks now. But I, I agree with him that I I would love to see the Republican Party absolutely leveled and destroyed. I would love to see it. I hate them just as much as Democrats. I hate them. It's it's all big game. And like I say, Kevin McCarthy has the the greatest job any Republican in that line of work could ever get. This is two years of wearing the title of nobility and absolutely no responsibility whatsoever
1: yeah he can say whatever he wants and make whatever people think whatever they want aye, aye aye well this was an interesting friday show frank yes um, hey listen what do you got going on tonight on the quite frankly tv broadcast
2: i honestly all my guests for the for the week are, are done it's just gonna be me maybe my buddy matt but uh, I, I was I was going to field I was going to field all types of calls and read all types of opinions on the Kanye thing, and uh, a little bit of an update on the the Neuralink stuff mm. from Elon Musk.
1: All right, cool. So you could check that out. At what time do you start? 730?
2: No, seven thirty. No, seven o'clock. And if you happen to be if you happen to be watching, obviously, call in and give your opinion on <laughs> things as usual, whatever. <laughs>
1: Okay, cool. Seven o'clock, quite frankly, TV. You have been listening to the Dark to Light podcast with
2: Chili Willie Pal and
1: Beans. You can hear us every Monday, Wednesday and Friday at 830 a.m. Eastern Time live on Rumble and Getter. Or you can listen to us at 230 Eastern Time on all podcasting platforms like TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify and RadioInfluence.com. We will be back here on Monday.
2: Later.